Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins. Rolling solo tonight, uh, Ed Carball has the night off, but I am joined by uh, a friend of the show, uh, Natan Levy, who has a uh, fight coming up uh, on July 10th uh, for LFA, uh, LFA number 84 on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, Natan, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, you know, I guess the, the first question is, that everybody seems to get asked these days is, is how has it been getting through this uh, lockdown time? Um, what uh, what was it like uh, being in Vegas uh, during this situation? Um, you know, I, I think I made the, the best lemonade I could out of the lemons we got dealt with. And uh, we've been training at the park every day. <clears throat> I had a couple of friends who are uh, wrestling national champions from Israel. And, uh, you know, I've taught them striking all the way from the fundamentals. So for me, it was great to go over all the fundamentals, the boxing fundamentals, the karate fundamentals, everything I learned over the years. Just go over it again from, uh, from A to Z, you know, everything that I know at least. And uh, they did the same with the wrestling. So I think I really improved my wrestling. We did a ton of conditioning, uh, lifted some weights, not much, but like uh, more, you know, like uh, wrestling conditioning, old school Russian training, carrying each other, <clears throat> uh, you know, pushing each other really to, uh, to tough spots. Because if you train alone at the house, it's great. You might be able to keep in shape, but you have to be a, a real cycle to put yourself through like really hard training alone. So when we had each other to, to push, you know, and keep each other accountable, that, that was great. And uh, like I said, learned a ton from them, learned a ton again from showing them things and like, you know, teaching is learning a second time. So it was really a great experience for me. And I so got a had, great time. So you had a couple wrestling buddies from Israel in Las Vegas. Do they live in Las Vegas or did they just happen to get stuck here? during the during the travel ban uh they came for like a, for a championship and um one of them uh, might be doing some mma soon so we'll keep it under wraps for now but uh it's gonna be good cool cool so that yeah that had to be helpful then to have some have some friends in town that you could uh you could do that with where uh you had no issues from day one you just started working out at the park uh, with with syndicate MMA guys or or just your your close group of fans, you know, <clears throat> at first the whole stay at home thing, I was like training at home, jumping rope for ten fifteen minutes, doing some uh, shadow boxing, but like I said, it's not the same. You know, if I had to, if I knew it was gonna be like that for three months, yeah, I would have pushed myself as hard as I could, but it's really tough to be in fight shape. You know, being in shape, yeah, that's okay, but. Being in fight shape, that's very difficult to maintain. Even when you have a gym and all the heavy bags and all the equipment in the world, it's hard to be fight ready all the time. So to do that, I had my friend uh, Brendan Manoff. He's an MMA fighter from Syndicate. And right at the start, he said, man, we got to keep a, we gotta keep a schedule. You know, because I started like waking up a little late, playing some video games, then training in the afternoon more. And he told me, no, bro, let's train every morning. So we get up early, train. Uh, not too early. We don't need to wake up at 6 a.m. But, 
you know, let's be up by nine, training by 10, let's start the day right. And then if we get power, we can even do a second workout. You know, I would have um, my karate group from Israel. They would do uh, live videos of the training. Every day, someone else would run training. I did it a few times. And I would be doing morning park workout. And then evening time, I would be doing yoga or karate, like, uh, you know, on Facebook Live with uh, my friends from back home. How do you feel like what kind of shape you're in right now? I've seen some of your inst- uh, Instagram <clears throat> stuff, and you look to be you look to be in pretty prime condition right now. Uh, how do how do you feel uh, a couple weeks out from your fight? I'm feeling great. You know, I have uh, no words to describe it. I feel stronger, faster, better conditioning than I ever had. Uh, this fight will be at 55. I'm planning on going back to 45, but uh, this one was kind of like a four weeks notice. So I just took it at 55, and I know I'm big enough. I know I'm strong enough. And uh, I've been, you know, throwing around people that are higher weight classes than that. So I'm very confident right now. So you said you got about four weeks' notice. Uh, it took a while, uh, and it may have been announced prior, but I just noticed your opponent is, is Ben Lugo, uh, five and three professional, but he's also got uh, like 15 uh amateur bouts so he's by far i believe the most uh experienced fighter you've ever faced although he's had some some wins and some losses um whereas whereas you have let uh you have you haven't faced a defeat yet you're undefeated at heavy or at uh professional and uh, according to topology you're also undefeated as an amateur um what do you what do you know about him i didn't get a chance to do a lot of research on him uh is he a striker a wrestler Uh, what do you expect uh, from ben lugo I mostly expect uh, striking. He's, he's well-rounded. Um, I don't think uh, taking him down and submitting him would be a walk in the park. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I'm very confident. I think he's well-rounded, but I think I am more well-rounded. I think I'm better everywhere, on the ground, on the feet, and uh, especially with the strides I made uh, recently in the wrestling. And <clears throat> if you watch my um, third pro fight, I had some problems in my wrestling, especially against uh, uh, Henry Barona from uh, Jackson Wink. He missed weight a little bit. He was a bigger guy. He cut more weight than me, I think. And like I said, he missed weight. And I had some issues with that. And if you watch my last fight, the one after that, the fourth fight, um, I really invested time into my wrestling, and I think it paid dividends. It was a, a completely different game. And now that was a baby step, and... <clears throat> I've made a huge stride since. I think my wrestling is on a completely different level than it was last year. And fortunately, I didn't get to showcase the the in-betweens because I didn't fight in a year. I was supposed to fight in March and it got canceled thanks to the coronavirus. But I think uh, you're going to see a really new and improved Nathan Levy. And it's going to be a, a great fight. So coming from your, uh, you know, your karate background stuff you, you talked about uh, previously on the show, do you feel like this wrestling? Because during your pro career, you have yet to have a finish by by knockout. You got a couple decisions, a guillotine choke, uh, and you had an armbar at the event I was at uh, out here at Cabazon uh, in your debut. Um, do you feel like the wrestling threat is now going to open up your striking to uh, to allow maybe for some more striking finishes? I don't think the the wrestling threat as much as uh, the confidence that I have about somebody shooting on me. Um, 
I don't think Ben Lugo is going to shoot. I think we're going to stand up. And I think if I need to take him down, I can. <clears throat> but I also see a, a knockout. I see a submission. I think I can beat him anywhere, really. I don't think he, I'm not underestimating him. I know he's battle tested. Sometimes a guy that has 15, you know, amateur fights and eight pro fights, that's a lot of experience. Even though he lost a few, he's been in deep water. You know, he's been through many situations. He's got the experience. He's not some guy who only felt victory. And then one day he gets, you know, one day he's the nail and not the hammer. And then he breaks mentally. No, this guy has been there. He's seen it all. And um, I'm, I expect, you know, to bring something new to the table he hasn't felt yet. But it is uh, a difficult task. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of fights, a lot of experience uh, to go up against. But, uh, but you fought a few good opponents already, so I, th- I think you'll be ready for that. Um, you mentioned that you had a fight scheduled initially for March. Uh, your last fight was in June, so you're, you're going to be at about a 13-month uh, layoff between fights. Uh, I'm a ma- I imagine that was frustrating for you. Um, yeah, did, very. L- did LFA keep you in the loop? Um, were you, was there constant communication with your manager and them, or uh, has it, has it, was it silence and then all of a sudden you got a call? Uh, really what happened is I, w- I fought June, and I was supposed to fight in September. And I hurt my neck. Uh, I had a bulging disc. So that, you know, it wasn't a long injury. It was just like six weeks that I had to take off. Like I seen the doctor and he told me, listen, you can drag it out for a few years or you can stay at home, rest for six weeks and get it over with. And uh, it was a good opportunity to go to a, on a honeymoon. So that's what I did. And I rested for six weeks. And, you know, uh, for me resting, you know, I, I trained a little bit, like I moved around. I wasn't completely doing nothing, but nothing crazy. I was more like stretching and, you know, staying healthy. And, uh, after that was done, I was pretty much ready to go. You know, I had to, I couldn't go the next day after I was done recovering, but one month, two months of camp and I'm good to go. So I was supposed to fight December. A few opponents pulled out January opponents pulled out. Uh, March, and uh, my plan was to go back to Israel for April for Passover that I do with my family every year. And March 20th, I had like five or six opponents pull out, and I ended up uh, staying here because of the corona, and I've been here since. Has it been frustrating not being able to go back to Israel and visit your family? Yeah, because every time it was like, oh, after the fight, I'll go. I got two more months of camp and then I'll win the fight and go, you know, and have fun, be able to eat the Israeli food, spend time, not thinking about my next fight or anything. And, um, yeah, and every time it got postponed. So I'm not going to fly. The fight got canceled, but it's already February. So I'm not going to fly yet because I might fight March. And it dragged out like that the whole year. Uh, have you, uh, you mentioned Israeli food. Have you uh, it, it, have you been able to find that in Las Vegas? Does it exist out there? Uh, there's a few good spots. We got the uh, Jerusalem Grill, uh, Lila, and uh, a few good spots. But for the hummus, really, like in Israel, it's tough. Like <laughs> you want to when you're in Israel, the thing is you don't have to drive anywhere. You just go down your house and you eat like 
quality hummus and uh, all the other stuff is uh, really good. Did you learn anything during the lockdown? I know for me, you know, I didn't I didn't work uh, much for for a couple months, and uh, I took up kind of cooking around here. I mean, you kind of had to. Um, was there anything you picked up, whether it was gardening or cooking, or I mean, I know you have your fight stuff to keep you busy, but was there anything else that you kind of picked up uh, during your downtime? Uh, yep. First of all, like I, you know, I trained my ass off during the quarantine. I actually even like kind of wish I had taken a week off between quarantine and getting back to like normal because I was even like overtrained. I was training like a maniac, but uh, I learned a lot from it. And I was also investing a lot of time in uh, learning Japanese, something I've been doing for a couple of years. And I had time. I couldn't meet like a, a teacher or anything, but I had a lot of time to learn online and uh, finish some backlog of video games that I needed to finish. <laughs> I think we all I think we all did that a little bit. Um, I, you know, was it uh, so? So getting back to it, you've had these fight announcements. Was there ever any talk uh, with with the UFC uh, being kind of stuck? Uh, initially, they were in Florida. Uh, then they were now they're in Vegas, and they got this Fight Island thing going on. Um, was there ever any talk or any chance that you thought you were going to get a call for the the fights out there in Vegas uh, during these last couple weeks? Uh, yeah, you know, I threw my name in the hat. Um, they said, you know, Las Vegas fighters who are here, you have the right visa. Uh, who wants to fight? And I said, yeah, 45 or 55, I'm in. Just let me know. And uh, I didn't get the call. But uh, I'm in no rush. I'm sure it will happen soon. I've been patient for a long time. Every time somebody asked me about UFC, I would say, Hold it, you know, pump the brakes. We got some things to accomplish. You're not going to the UFC because uh, you want a few amateur fights or a couple of pro fights. But I think I'm getting there. I think the level of competition I fought was very high. Uh, some people get to 4-0, 5-0 fighting, you know, tomato cans. Uh, that wasn't the case with me. LFA brings only quality fighters. And I've beat uh, everybody they've put in front of me so far. So I intend to do the same thing uh, July 10th and maybe get the call afterwards. If not, that's cool too. I'll win a couple more and then get it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fighters rush to get to the UFC. So if you're able to get experience uh, and, and continue winning, um, from my perspective as somebody who's just watched the sport, it seems like that helps with pay. Um, it doesn't hurt to build up your record outside. Um before you before you jump in there so uh you had talked about the contender series before i see that's getting started up again so all that's got to be positive uh possibilities for you as long as you keep winning um the fight is in south dakota is that correct correct and uh have they told you anything uh about what to expect have you been tested yet or for coronavirus at all while you've been in vegas or um have they told you anything to expect as far as the flight goes, uh, hotel, any kind of preparations for it? Uh, all I know right now is I won't be able to have uh, my wife with me and my agent. You know, it's going to be really um, the lowest amount of people uh, necessary. So me and my, uh, me, me and two coaches and uh, no audience. So that's going to be weird, but uh, I look forward to it. The, uh, 
you, you said this. You're, you're doing this right at 145, and I meant to ask it earlier. Uh, is, this is one's Lu- at 155. 155. I'm sorry, but you normally fight at 145. Is Lugo a natural 155er, or did you both just kind of agree not to cut much weight? No, he's a 55er. I had a um, a couple guys that um, they got offered to fight 45ers at 50 or 55. Just because the four weeks was a little too short for me to make 45, especially during quarantine, I got a little heavier than I usually do. And, uh, you know, I said, let's meet at 50. Um, if you want, we can even check the scale the day of the fight and see that I'm not exceeding a certain amount if you're really worried about it. But they didn't take it, so I took the, the other fight. Do you like the idea? You said you wanted to go back to 145. Are you just open to fighting at both? Um, do you, if you do well in this fight, is, is 155 something you would you would feel like you, you might want to stay at? Um, you know, I might. I haven't made any decisions yet. Some people doubt that I can make 45 again, but I, I love proving them wrong. I've been, I made 45 eight times. Uh, it's never been easy, but I make it. Um, I'm feeling like 55 is a good weight class for me. I'm I'm pretty well sized for 55 as well. But as long as I can still make 45, I think I'll try and stay there. You know, I think it's the most competitive division. It's the division in which I envision myself go through my career. But uh, you know, I'm always down. I'll fight at 55, and if I don't have a fight at 45. The, uh, I mean, your style, style-wise, it seems like a lot of the fighters in you at the 145-pound division in the UFC would uh, would be good for you. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think that you're you're five foot six, approximately five six, five seven, somewhere in that neighborhood. Five nine. Oh, you're five nine. Well, they're not yeah. giving you any respect then. Tapology has you listed it at five foot yeah. six. I so. had somebody uh, do an article about me in Israel, and he said like. Uh, the small guy that beats up the big guys, something like that. And he wrote that I was uh, five six, and I'm like texting him like, "Yo, I'm not that small. Look at the video. I'm their size." <laughs> well, that makes a lot more sense than about being being big bigger for uh, for one forty five. Um, yeah. I asked if you, if they had told you anything to expect. Uh, do you have any concerns? Um, I mean, I, I know you're mentally you're prepared to fight, and that takes up a lot of your uh, your brain, I would imagine. But is there a lot of outside stuff? I mean, is anything? I don't know how this is coronavirus, other than being uh, you know locked down, has affected you. I don't know if you know people who have it or anything like that. Um, do you have any any concerns? Are people around you concerned about anything, or are you just mentally prepared to go in there and, and have battle? Yeah, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be weird having uh, no crowd. But at the same time, I fought in front of uh, 18,000 people and I didn't see a single person. All I saw was my opponent. I don't remember crowd cheering. I don't remember crowd booing. All I, all I remember is being focused on my opponent and listening to my corner and hearing them loud and clear. Uh, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's going to be, oh, it was the same thing. No biggie. Do you think it'll be weird being able to hear your coaches during the fight? Or do you think I can, al- you- I can always hear my coaches? Um, it's like 
it's like I got super hearing to hear exactly what I need to hear. Uh, my coach always tells me I'm like his video game. He yells the numbers and I do what, he's, what he says, like the strikes he says. We got our own codes, our own names. And uh, yeah. Do you, do you think it'll be weird to hear the uh, – I mean, uh, having never done it, do, do you hear the other coaches and stuff in the fights? Or, or are you just like tunnel visioned with your coach? So I heard, I remember like hearing a couple of times things that other corners said and I caught on it and they were like, cut the corner. And I'm like, okay, don't let him cut the corner, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I think this time it's going to be way more clear. I think I have, you know, far better coaches, you know, than most people. I'm very lucky. Uh, really, I'm, I'm extremely lucky. I owe so much of my success to them and it's only the beginning. And, uh, you know, I, hearing their coaches, yeah, wait, if he hears my coaches, he won't know what they're telling me. Like, we got our own language, and uh, it's not going to help him either. What I, what I want to do, I'm going to do, and that's it. Are, the, are your gyms back open now? Are you training with other people now that have other fights lined up out of your gym? Yeah, yeah. Who you know, uh, the, the professional fighters... We, we take the risk on ourselves. We train among each other. Is, is just as long, you know, you just can't have too big of a group. They let you get away with it or you just kind of sneak into the gym yeah. with your own key. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we meet up uh, the, the pro group, uh, professional fighters. If I know I got, uh, you know, I'm in the cage with one partner. We're sparring today. We're going hard for three rounds, four rounds. And, uh, and that's it. And same with drilling days. You know, you catch a partner and that's you and him. You mentioned fighting in front of 18,000 fans. Was that for Tough Enough when they did the yeah. free event at the Thomas and Mac Center a couple yeah, years back? Yeah, the Mac. I did it twice. That's, they, have a, they have a cool promotion there. Um, Very I know, cool. And uh, you know, like I said about LFA, bringing uh, quality opponents, same with Tough Enough. You know, I never fought uh, anybody that didn't belong in there. Do you uh, think that was... Do you think that was to your advantage when, as an amateur being able to be hooked up with such a good organization where you didn't Absolutely. have to necessarily do 15 or 20 fights? Absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, also I got into the game kind of late. Um, you know, 22, I started MMA, came from karate. I didn't know how to do an armbar. I didn't know what's a guard or a takedown. All I knew is what I saw in some UFC fights, and that wasn't a great technique. Uh, me trying to replicate it but like I said I got lucky and I met real good coaches it was tough to find like a fight at first but uh, after two years two and a half years of coming back and forth from Israel to Vegas I got my first fight uh, for tough enough then I got two more amateur fights in that year and my last amateur fight was for tough enough as well Um. And yeah, Tough Enough is a really great organization. I, I, you know, I bring like young kids from Israel to Vegas, help them train, and I tell them we're fighting for Tough Enough, and that's how it's been so far. They're really great. That's great. Do they and they have a real good relationship with your gym. Yeah, yeah. That I, I never met anybody who has a, a bad relationship with them. That would be very hard to do. I've, uh, I've seen some of their videos uh, on, on 
line during this lockdown. And I guess one of the last questions I got is, what was it like being in Vegas? Did you ever head out to the Strip when it was completely empty? What was the feeling like uh, being there compared to what you, you're used to? Well, I didn't go to the Strip. I wanted to, but uh, I always postpone things. <laughs> <laughs> Other than training, I'll uh, postpone anything. You know, I'd rather chill. Um, you know, in Israel, there's the Yom Kippur, and there's no cars. Everybody's walking on the highway. Everybody's just chilling around their house, walking from town to town on the road. There's no cars, nothing. So it's not new to me to see, like, a, a place that looks like The Walking Dead. Like, <laughs> once a year, I have it already. Yeah, that was the one thing I wish I had figured out time to drive out there. I would have I would have been fascinated for as many times as I've been out there to just see see it empty. Yeah, but but seeing the video seemed really creepy and uh yeah, I, <laughs> so uh so again I think I think that's pretty much gonna wrap it up. Do you um do you have it you wanna throw out your uh your Facebook or your Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, uh so people can follow you? Sure, it's uh Nathan Levy, N A T A N underscore L-E-V-Y for Instagram and same thing Nathan Levy for Facebook and and uh, Twitter you're doing pretty well on your followers on Instagram I noticed uh, I, I feel like when when I first contacted you you had a couple thousand followers and now you're approaching 70,000 so uh, it, it's 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 nice that people are starting to recognize you I, I think uh, I, I think you're going to be a, somebody to be reckoned with in this sport so um, I you. appreciate your time uh, and your willingness to come on here when we've asked you, uh, uh, I'd love to talk to you again after your fight, uh, just to figure out, uh, you know, to hear about how the experience went, um, as opposed to a normal, normal fight situation. And, and hopefully you have an announcement of, uh, of, of another, you know, huge fight in, in the future. But, um, again, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having me, Matthew. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the fight and hopefully I have some, uh, Good news afterwards. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, but uh, the show is brought to you by allaccessmma.com. Check their website out. Uh, you can follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow myself, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Ed's not here tonight, but follow him at Carbizal on Twitter and Carbeerzal on Instagram. Natan, best of luck. Travel safely. Um, kick some ass, man, and uh, hope to uh, have a conversation in, uh, in, you know, towards the end of July about uh, how successful everything was. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Good All right. Night. Good night. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and in some, the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.